Go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah, so my name is Taras, and right now I am a traveling medical lab scientist. Welcome to Younger Dove. My name's Mariana, and I'm interested in learning a variety of topics, but the thing is, I'm not much of a reader. Join me as I interview a mix of people in different careers or topics to see if I'm just new to adulting and haven't learned this stuff yet, or if I should have known this information already. So, you know, basically what I do is I run blood tests after you get your blood drawn. I can range from looking under a microscope to look at blood cells and identifying them, or running, you know, hormone panels on people, cholesterol, trying to figure out if you had a recent heart attack or uh, even micro specimens, so microbiology, testing bacteria, STDs that people may have, viruses, done a lot of COVID testing mm. as of late. Uh, are you the one that draws the blood or you're just testing it? So actually I could draw the blood, but that tends to happen at smaller hospitals. Um, I've kind of had a career where I just have phlebotomists that are on staff, so I don't have to do a lot of that. So you're trained to do it, but you just don't? We are trained. Which yeah. one do you prefer? To draw it or test it or both? So personally, I like interacting with the patient. Uh, you kind of get to learn a little bit more about them and it motivates you. For me, it motivates me while I'm working on the blood samples because then you go, oh, I know this person because I met them and I had conversations with them. Are you the so, one that calls to tell them the results or is that the doctor? No, yeah, doctor has to call. Sometimes, and there's varying opinions on this, the patient is allowed to call in and they can give you a certain number. Often it's like the requisition number, which is basically just the order number that the doctor uses to request the labs. Mm -hmm. And they can say, hey, I wanna know my results, here's my requisition number, and then we can give results, but we're not allowed to interpret it for them. So like, let's say you got your blood drawn for a pregnancy test, okay? Mm -hmm. And you came in, got your blood drawn, we ran it. You see that the results are posted, or you don't see that they're posted. So you call and you go, hey, I want to know what my results are because my doctor hasn't released them to me yet. Mm. So then, you know, depending on the place you're at, they may say, well, too bad, so sad. <laughs> you still got to wait for your doctor. Or, okay, you know, give me the requisition number and we can tell you. And then when they tell you, let's say you have a value, okay? Mm. It's not less than whatever the test is reading. All right, so like you're at 500 or whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll say you're you know, beta HCG, that's the hormone that we're testing for pregnancy, mm. is at 500, I think it's normally read at like micrograms per deciliter or something. Sure. Okay, so they'll say that, right? Mm -hmm. That's all you get because the doctor has to be the one to have the conversation with you and say, you know, we saw that your pregnancy level was at this level. And then they'll say, you know, typically this means you're this far along, depending on your result. But you know what it means. You just can't say it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, like, really there's no point in calling you? Uh, no. I mean, some patients are really they good. Know. They know. And mm -hmm. they're okay with it. And other people are just curious and they want to hear it because they may have friends who are in the field. And they'll be like, ooh, what is it? You know, unofficially. Yeah. What does this mean? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Yeah. The I only mean, person who would know, I think, is you. So. Oh, okay. That well. I know would be you. Okay. So. Okay, cool. Nice. Do you like it? I do. Um, so I did kind of a non-traditional route. 
I didn't go straight to college to learn how to do it. The Air Force actually taught me. So I went straight from high school to Air Force and then did my basic training. Then you go to tech school, which was in Fort Sam, Houston, and San Antonio. And that was, I think, we do that for six months. We're the longest tech school beside another you know, job code in the Air Force. For six months is the longest? Six months is the longest one beside one other job code, and that's biomed. And they do theirs for like eight, eight or nine months because they only do it at Fort Sam because mm-hmm. there's only a class size. When I was going through, I think it was like 12, like only 12 people. But like my class size was about 25, and they rotate us out every six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is that if you weren't in the Army? Air Force. Air Force, sorry. <laughs> is that what everyone has to do? Like a six months class? Like if they were outside of the Air Force, outside of, like if I just wanted to yeah. go do it. So like if you wanted to join the Air Force and do it? No, no, no. Oh, oh okay. No, no. So like if just you want to do like a, a traditional route. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So a traditional route, um, you would do, you could go to a university and you could do a four year program and you would be called what's called an MLS, Medical Lab Scientist, or you could go to a community college, do a two-year program, and you'll come out an MLT, or a Medical Lab Technologist. Mm. So the Air Force made me an MLT because I took credentialing uh, and everything through Air Force at first. Mm-hmm. I was an MLT, so I was able to sit for the ASCP exam. And that's basically a national board that qualifies you to practice medical laboratory and everyone no matter what route they take has to take that you can take that you can take other board exams that i've heard of like the amt but i've i've honestly never met anybody who's taken the amt it's dumb no it's not dumb it's just (laughs) like different regions prefer different tests and i've just never heard of it what do you mean by different regions so like it's different throughout the whole united states because yeah do this in texas so like, I think the Air Force was just able to broker an agreement with ASCP. This is just my speculation. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're like, hey, we're training our people to know, you know, this much about the lab field. Is there any way that we can get it transferable into the civilian side? Because it always looks nice to have more accrediting agencies backing up your education. Mm-hmm. So to have your members be able to sit for an exam that's a national recognized thing is a big bonus the amt thing i've just just not really heard of it and like let's say i think amt is more preferred i don't even know where but (laughs) like i just can't think of it off the top of my head yeah but i just know that certain regions not necessarily have a preference, but it's just more prevalent in that area. Okay. Yeah. So you took AMS. I took ASCP, A- which is, stands for Did American. Did you say AMS? No, AMT is another What did course. I get AMS from? A- I'm very bad with the previous. It's okay. There's a lot. I don't even know what AMT is for. I don't. <laughs> okay. e- I hope that's the actual right term for that exam. Okay. So you, you're not even sure on that. Yeah, because it's so just not i've not encountered it that often okay everyone i've spoken to or that i've worked with took the one you took took the one i took okay so the one you took how long is it and like how many questions like how much time do you have and how many questions i don't even remember when did you take it i took it like years ago 
Because I, I graduated. Okay, so MLT, I took. What was I? I finished all that 2013. No, not even. Yeah, 2013 November. And then I took the MLT exam. Mm. Like sometime, like October of 2013. Does it? It doesn't expire. It does. You have to like. You have to recredential by doing continuing education every three uh-huh. years. Yeah, you need 36 credits total. But there's not like a test you have to take again. No. Once you take it, as long as you continue your credentialing mm-hmm. every three years, you renew it, mm-hmm. then you're golden. Okay. Yeah. So you took that test about 10 years ago. Yeah. And then you just kept on your ed- continuing education. Right. And then I went to NIU to do the MLS program, mm-hmm. which is a four-year equivalent. Okay. Yeah. So but then, since you already had the two-year yeah. equivalent, did you only need two more years, or did Correct. you need the? Okay. Yeah. Because NIU has an accelerated program. Mm. Yeah. And they're, again, I will always promote this program because they're awesome. Shout out to Alan Olson, and Dr. Shikrani, um, and Amanda, and uh, hopefully I'm not missing anybody else. Oh, Dr. Bruzbe. <laughs> yeah. And then, <laughs> anyway, anyway, done with the shout outs. So. <laughs> That program, they really work with you. Um, They do a lot of kind of individual scheduling. They figure out, if you're an MLT and you're doing the accelerated program, they Mm -hmm. figure out, hey, what are things that you kind of want more exposure from because in your workplace you're just not getting it as much. Mm -hmm. Because the point of an MLS education is to be a well-rounded, you know, lab tech, Mm -hmm. right? And then once you... Once you pass your boards and everything, you can choose to work in specific departments. Okay. Is yeah. it like state specific or just anywhere? For for like the, the degree? No, no. Okay. So yeah. So the test allows me to practice anywhere in the U.S. Okay. Yeah. What about the degree? The degree um, is kind of like you need the degree to sit for the exam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, so the degree matters to take the exam. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. Are you happy with the way that you got it, or would you have chosen a different path? So, personally, I like the way I did it because I got life experience along the way, and I was an MLT before I became MLS, so that helped me a lot. Just with you know, normal everyday kind of life. Mm-hmm. I get, I got more exposure to just interacting with people, learn more about what I truly wanted to do, and then it helped me develop a path more. Plus, I could work and make good money while I was going to school because I was MLT. Because I was getting paid at the MLS rate because the HR mm. at the place I was working made a little oopsie and they mm. scheduled, they made my, <laughs> uh, my job title like something different. But, yeah. Nice. nice. I, the pay difference isn't that big of a difference. I think it's maybe $4, maybe, and it depends on the place. Mm. Yeah. Some places, there's not even a pay difference oh. between MLT and MLS. That doesn't seem right, but... I mean, it's just the way it is. I'll say it that way. Did you know you wanted to go into blood testing? Uh, I actually didn't know. It was my Air Force recruiter. <laughs> Because I went to her, um, and I said, hey, I want to, you know, eventually become a doctor um, for the Air Force. You know, that was my initial, you know, 
not really knowing kind of like how to attain anything mm-hmm. because none of my parents went to college uh, idea of like what I wanted to do and she's like and, and I actually came to her and I was like yeah I want to be this job code 4N which is a nurse assistant she's like no 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 you don't want to do that one I'm like well why not she's like <laughs> she's like uh, a lot of people do it and you know I'm just afraid you'll get like lost in the wash um, and just kind of you know kind of fall out of what you actually want to do she goes this job code and she shows me 4T and she's like this is a medical lab you're not going to be patient facing as much which just means interacting with patients but you're going to learn a lot about the testing you're going to learn a lot about what the values mean and you're going to essentially be learning kind of introductory stuff that doctors learn when it comes to interpreting results and stuff Mm -hmm. and she was right I went through it and that's pretty much what I got I got how to interpret results what they mean what to look for when it comes to you know false negatives false positives when I'm looking at um, certain disease states what the patient value should be and then if they're not whatever then how to kind of like rule out stuff and think of something different mm-hmm. so it kind of prepares you in that mindset a little bit and so she said do that route I did and you know then I kind of just didn't know uh, how to be a doctor from that point mm-hmm. so then I was like you know debating should I go on to nursing school or should I go on to like the four year degree for MLS because my idea was trying to get into med school mm-hmm. um, plus I didn't want to spend a lot of money kind of trying to figure that out because you know expensive. that's expensive to do <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's not like I have unlimited time to figure it out either mm-hmm. so you're young you yeah time. yeah but you were like 40 you're fine oh, yeah. <laughs> whatever uh, I'm 29, dude. 29. Um, so, yeah. I keep forgetting my questions. Yeah. Well, let me let me finish like where we were. So, okay. Um, basically, to be a lab tech, I said, you know, this is a not necessarily a comfortable route, but it'll get me more exposure to interpreting results, understanding them, and also kind of a refresher on stuff. And then I can go to an affordable college, I can go to a program that works with my schedule, and then take the prerequisites that are needed to apply to med school Mm -hmm. at the same time. And I was doing that. I was taking, uh, I think, for a few semesters, like 21 credits, 22 credits, and I needed approval for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what careers can you go into with this, the MLS degree? So MLS, I think you can do like forensics, you can do veterinary medicine on the lab side. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you can also work in a clinical setting or you could work in a research setting. Now, what I think MLS program, the one that I went to, prepared me most for was a hospital setting. Okay. The research setting, it's so specific, I think, sometimes when it comes to certain research that the the hospital training and stuff isn't really going to make or break. But I think people who do have the MLS degree are going to have a general background knowledge of what's going on clinically 
mm-hmm. with the research more so than the person who just kind of like does a general bio degree. Mm-hmm. Unless they worked with the primary investigator, the person who's heading the research the entire time. And you didn't do that? No. I didn't do research. I didn't do veterinary medicine. I went hospital setting all the time. That's the setting I like the most. Mm-hmm. It makes the most sense. It's the most applicable to everything that you learn. Because you want to work in the hospital eventually right. as a doctor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Um, so would you say, you kind of already talked about it, yeah. but would you say your job is more individual-based or team-based? Okay, so again, I think it kind of depends on the setting. If you're in a smaller hospital, it'll be more individual. And it, it not only will it be more individual just within the lab running the test, but also you'll probably be expected to be a phlebotomist. So in that sense, it'll be individual. When you're at a larger hospital, you'll have more people on staff because there's just more testing that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. So then you do have to kind of be more team-oriented. Do you like the team base? Because you're in a big hospital. Yeah. So, so previously, before my contract job, excuse me, um, I was in a team-based setting. I liked it. It was fun because you can talk to people. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, you develop work relationships that are, you know, nice. Yeah. And you, you can hang out with them outside of work. And um, Do you, like, bounce your results off of each other? Like, if you don't know something, mm-hmm. can you, like, do that? Or yeah, is it you confidential? No? It's not confidential. So, I mean, it's confidential in the sense that, like, you're not just going to tell people stuff for no reason, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, if I'm looking at a microscope and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm kind of having a hard time determining if this is a blast or not, mm-hmm. which is, like, basically a cancer cell, okay? Um, so, if I'm looking and I go, mm, kind of, like, on the fence about it, I can get a second opinion, that does help a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or when you just see really bizarre things and you're like, yo, I don't even know what to do with this, mm-hmm. then it, it helps a lot. Do you think that there's certain like characteristics or personality traits that go good with your position or can anyone do it? So I think you have to, if you're very, what's the word, extroverted, probably going to have a harder time because a lot of lab people tend to be more introverted because they like the idea of helping patients. They like the idea of being involved in their care. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily want to interact with them. You because- don't consider yourself extrovert? Yeah, I am, but that, I mean, I'm trying to move out of lab. <laughs> okay. I'm trying, that's fair. Plus, I like the that's phlebotomy fair. part more. Yeah. 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 That's true. You just so, say that. yeah. But also, you know, I can like kind of go back and forth. Like, I'm okay being quiet sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like if, like if there's jokes to be made or, You're you know, make them. yeah, people to be <laughs> talked to, then that's what I'm going to do. I don't think I could do it. I like don't lab? Like, yeah, I don't, well, blood. Just in oh. general. Like, yeah. I'm an extrovert, so I wouldn't like being in a lab, like, by myself or with a small group of people. Mm-hmm. And then I also just couldn't draw blood and do, like, the phlebotomy part of it because, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. No. You, how do you just, ooh, I can't. It's, I mean, I used to be afraid of getting my blood drawn until I started drawing other people's blood. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to die from this. So it's okay, you know. That's, that's my mindset about it. Like, the, the most injury that can happen is maybe my nerve gets, like, tweaked a little bit because they hit it in the right spot that it needed to be. Mm-hmm. But that's... And then can't really you, happen. like, lose feeling in, like, your whole arm? Yeah, but it's not really... I mean, it's not really going to happen. But you just said it could. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like you could be walking down the street and you break your ankle and fall on your face and then you can't figure <laughs> your face for a week, like, you know? Um, I guess if you put it like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess if you have the, the mindset to be able to do that, good for you because it's not for me. Mm-mm. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Can you explain the travel aspect of your job? Yes, yeah, so there are multiple travel companies um, that are kind of in medicine. And this is actually my first assignment that I'm on. So I have limited knowledge mm. on it, but I will try my best. Okay. So right now I work with a company and they found a position for me. And basically I go on their website, look at available options in different states. And also different states, I forgot to mention this, have like their own license requirement so i take the test i pass it that's great but if i want to go to florida there's 13 states i think total that require a specific license mm-hmm. basic from my understanding all you do is kind of just pay money you pay money and you tell them that you haven't had anything negative against your license before you don't have to take the test I mean, some places but you already took the test you took that national exam like California, you have to take. Well, I know this because I took it. You have to take a. Why did you take a California one? Oh, because I might want to go out there at some point. You know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You didn't wait until you were for sure going out to California. No, because it kind of takes a long time. Oh, okay. And I wanted to, you know, get out and start yeah. moving. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I mean, dude, California is expensive though. I think it's two hundred forty bucks. For the test. No, for the license. Oh. So you got to submit a bunch of information and mm-hmm. then. Each state is specific in what they want. You better actually go to California then. Well, I didn't pay yet. Oh. Because I was like, I submitted all the paperwork. Maybe it'll expire. I don't even know. I'll find out. <laughs> I might not even go there. See, that's the thing. Because... You must be making really good money if you could just throw away 230 something dollars. Well, you do make good money. But also the company, <laughs> the company reimburses you. So like, Oh, that's yeah. not bad then. No. Yeah, yeah so they you take can, all of them. Right. Yeah. Well, they, they'll reimburse you one per contract. So one license per contract. So ideally, you would be like, oh, well, let me just go to this state. And then you apply for your contract or whatever. You're there. Assuming you like it, you know, you put in your request for the reimbursement. And then they reimburse you. And then you're like, okay, cool. Oh, that was free. so you can't, like, go state to state. You could, but then that gets expensive. And most contracts are, like, minimum five or seven weeks mm-hmm. and it takes kind of a long time because it's the government mm-hmm. and tend to be a little slow to process all the paperwork so when do you plan on going to california then i don't even know if i will yeah that's <laughs> what i'm saying we'll see okay so in your first one right now and how long is that one? First one right now is in iowa that one was originally from 11 17 2022 to two 19 or 217 2023 mm-hmm. I extended so if they like you and you know you produce then you have the option to ex- to offer an extension and then they'll accept it and if they extend it great now you're going to be there for however much longer so now I'm going to be there till 520 I think I thought you yeah. wanted this so you can travel well I also like paying off debt <laughs> so if I'm doing that you'll get that, paid if you go other places yeah but I'm living with my grandma right now, so it's not free. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's true, but you're also in Iowa. You could well, be in California. 
Yeah, and then California. I could come visit you in California in the summer too. Yeah, but I won't be there in the summer. I'll be. Why? If you end this one I'll be in, in May, I'll be in med school. Oh, that's right. You're mm-hmm. stopping. Mm-hmm. When are you stopping? No, that starts in July. Yeah. So you get another what, like five week one for you said May. Yeah, okay. I'll get I'll get. So I've already kind of looked into it. It's like seven weeks. Yeah. So I'm not gonna do California though. I probably, honestly, will do Southern Coast because, you know, like the Gulf. The Gulf. California is just so expensive. The, the, the money is really good, but you have to also take into consideration the housing. Yeah. You still got to, like, live somewhere. And hotels cost a lot of money. Could you, like and an Airbnb. Web, well, right. I could do that. But, I mean, sometimes Airbnbs are expensive, too. There's yeah. a website called Furnished Finder. That's probably... Probably shouldn't be saying names because you know there's like no ad support, but <laughs> uh, but anyway, there's websites. I'll say there's websites out there okay. that you can use to look for affordable housing. But mm-hmm. California is an expensive state, so they don't give you a stipend. They give you a stipend, but I don't want to blow. You're not really profiting if you're blowing your stipend on the house, because you most people are going to have a house in the state that they actually live in. Right? Yes. Like, if you're doing this, mm-hmm. and unless you're, like, single, no responsibilities, and then you're just floating around. Which I am, but That's I want, but saying. I have debts to pay. <laughs> so I'd rather be in the rent-free place. But it's Iowa. You have the opportunity to go work somewhere <laughs> making in, good money, luck. and you're going to stay in Iowa. Yeah, your priority change, man. I'm 29. I guess. Right? Aren't you 25? No. Holy. I'm 23. What? Don't do me like that. I'm 25. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so. You know what? That's that's right because you just graduated. Like, keep. I don't I know, am dude. So offended. It's hard oh to keep track goodness. of ages. <laughs> well, no, you'll be 24. You'll be 24 this summer, won't you? Yeah, in July, in like <laughs> six months from now. So. You were so just telling and that's me. still not 25. So. <laughs> All right. It's close. Um, okay, well, you already answered my next question huh. of how soon you can choose your next assignment. You just extended yours. Yeah. So, basically, they kind of contact you, I think, a month is the rule. A month before this one expires because it takes sometimes a little bit to get the next one. Because mm-hmm. they have to make agreements and stuff with the hospital that's taking you. So, then, in May, when you're done with the Iowa one, mm-hmm. you go to school in, what, July? Mm-hmm. So are you going to do another one, or are you going to try to extend your Iowa one again? So it depends. We'll see. Like, if I if I can pay off all my debts before this one ends, then I can go somewhere else, you know? Yeah. I just like rent-free, you know? Because right now I'm trying to also, like, have someone else take over my apartment mm-hmm. so that I don't have to pay rent on so what is your favorite part of your job right now? Favorite part? Uh, honestly, I really like meeting new people and interacting with them. Mm-hmm. It was fun. And people have interesting life stories. You learn a lot about them. And then you just kind of develop, you know, new connections. And is this like patients or your coworkers? Like coworkers. Yeah, I have actually barely seen patients. Mm-hmm. The last patient I saw, she was like, where's the bathroom? They told me it was over here. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just right over there. Yeah. What are your, like, what's your schedule like? Um, it's 2 to 10.30 p.m. So most labs are 24 hours unless you Wait, work. what did you say? 2, two? to 10.30. Oh, okay. I heard, okay. What? I said it's p.m. 
Yeah, I heard like two to two to two. I don't know what I heard. Okay, well, I was going to say like, because I was working 12 to 8.30. But I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to say that because right now I'm 2 to 10.30. 2 to 10.30. Every day of the week or just Monday through Fridays or? So it's Monday through Friday every other weekend. And most places will do that because that's how you attract travelers. You're not... Okay, I think, you know, like, travel positions that post really wonky weekends, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get a lot of travelers. Why would they do that if, you know, you can just go to another place that pays similarly? Might not be in the place you want, but at least you're not going to work wonky weekends. Like, a Saturday here, or a Sunday there, or sometimes places will be like, well, we'll just call you when we need you. Who wants to do nobody <laughs> wants to do that why would you travel unless you're paying bufu, like more bufu money than the bufu money you're getting why would you do that so the point they they make the schedule around letting you experience the place that you're traveling to well no because you're there to help yeah but you said like every other weekend because they know yeah i mean every other weekend because that's a normal schedule that most people work is every other weekend mm-hmm. yeah so, like, I'll work, you know, Monday through Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Um, then the next week, I work Monday through Thursday, Friday off, Saturday, Sunday, Monday off, Tuesday through Friday, you know, mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday off, yeah. And you like that? I do. Do you have yeah. friends in Iowa? No. Or are you just I mean, I just moved there. Well, no. <laughs> I Well, <laughs> I, dude, I'm actually really busy. Like, I'll go to work. <laughs> I'll go to the gym. I'll find, like, a restaurant or something. Yeah. I was doing, like, you know, dating app and stuff, but... Mm, you stopped. Yeah, because it's just, you know... There's no good options in Iowa? No, not that. It's just, you know, there's people out here <laughs> who oh. I've, yeah, like, started stuff with, so... Mm, how often do you come home? I've been coming home, like, almost every weekend. But I'm also trying to get stuff out of my apartment. So that's really why. When do you have to... when? Does your lease end in your apartment? August. Like, officially August. That's why I'm trying to get everything out, find someone to get there. It's January. Yeah. You have, like, eight months. So? Yeah, yeah, but you're missing the point. The point is, the sooner I get stuff out, the sooner I don't have to pay. See what I'm saying? The sooner someone else takes over... Oh, The sooner someone else takes over the lease, I don't have to pay. Mm. Yeah. So you're trying to find someone. Yeah, which I have prospects, so we'll see. Very nice. Yeah. So no friends in Iowa. I mean, there's like like the coworkers, but I don't have time to hang out with them at work. Except one dude, I'm probably going to start hanging out with him. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I feel like it's you should make friends since you're going to be out there for another like four months. Yeah, but I'm only two hours away. I mean, I could make friends, but dude, I'm telling you, I'm busy. Yeah, but once you get rid of all your like your apartment and you find like someone to live there then where are you gonna you're just gonna stay with your mom no i'll stay with your lady friend maybe (laughs) no i'll probably um i'll probably well here's the thing i won't have like rent to pay for so most places on websites it's like 800 bucks a month so if i like paying I can pay 800 bucks a month because a stipend every week is more than that. You, you still get the stipend right now. Yeah. Why wouldn't I get the stipend now? 
No, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You always get the stipend because you have to have a place to live. Yeah. Yeah. So the stipend is more than 800 Yes. And you can look at... This is, this is public information. It's called GSA... Like GSA per diem, which is... I can't remember what GSA stands for. But per diem is like how much money you get per day. So it tells you per the area. And every state's different because they realize that every place has different cost of living. Mm-hmm. But the base, I think, is like ten ninety nine a week. So thousand ninety nine a week. Not taxed. So you're getting like paid for your job and you're getting the stipend. Mm-hmm. So but you are like making like a profit, like a good profit. Yeah, I should be. That's yeah. that's why you do it. Like no one's gonna do it because it's fun. Like it's fun. It's fun. It's fun, but, like, also, you make money, you know? Like, fun can't be the only reason. See, I think that you're not taking advantage. I mean, it's good that you're living, like, free. But, like, you could be, like, living somewhere nice. You yeah, know? but I have bills to pay. I want to... Yeah, but... Look, if I'm in med school with bills, mm-hmm. how fun is that? That's zero. That sounds less fun than having fun now. But here's the thing. You're going back to school to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have more debt. So you might as well enjoy your life right now while having debt before you become like a doctor and you have to be on call and you're working all the time. And you have no kids and no family. So this is the time you should be in California. Even if it is more expensive and you still have debt. You need to get finance people on the show to tell you. <laughs> it, like take that soundbite, take it, and then get someone who's in finance and then be like, you know, my cousin said that this is not good advice. Can you tell us why? I, I'm i living life over here. You That's great. I mean, I don't have debt, but I have, like, bills to pay. Well, I, I have all, debt I, and bills to pay. I paid off all my debt. So I'm good. good. I didn't have a lot, so it was easy to pay yeah, off. Yeah. But Well, you know, hopefully Biden pulls through. Probably not. But, hey, you know. <laughs> like, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. I'll stop attacking you. Um, it's not an attack. I mean, I get it. Like, believe me. Do I want to do that? Yes. You really should. No, I got to pay my bills, dude. I don't know. Sometimes you just have to be irresponsible. No. You know? <laughs> not, not when you're 29. Maybe if I was 22, 23. Maybe. Probably not. Because, you know, it's a competition. Not even if you were 23? No. I, dude, look. My point is to, like, be the best and be ahead. I'm not going to do things to put me behind. Why do you care about being ahead? You should just worry about yourself. That is me worrying about myself. Is being ahead? Of everyone everyone else. else. Yeah, okay. No. I'm trying to go on vacation. I'm trying to buy a new car. I'm trying to get a new patio. I don't care about other people. That's the stuff I want. Okay. So what do you mean by putting yourself ahead? What is your measurement of not be To not be in debt so that I don't have like debts to pay while I'm living off debt because that's what you're doing when you go to med school you're just going to be living off debt Mm -hmm. I'm not you know a fortune 500 billionaire or whatever not yet not yet Mm -hmm. so (laughs) while I'm in med school not being that I'm going to do the responsible thing now Mm. yeah I know believe me if I didn't like have to I wouldn't (laughs) Did I ask you the next question? Which was? Your least favorite part of your job? Oh, least favorite part? Oh, 
Uh, least favorite part is like the lack of funding that lab gets. They have to like fight tooth and nail for stuff. Like equipment to do the job? Equipment and just some dude, sometimes people just forget about the lab. Like I've heard stories and I actually worked at a hospital in Bolingbrook. Um, they forgot about the lab when they were making the hospital. And then when they're going through their like final sweep it? yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> so when they're going through their final sweep through, they're like, Where's the lab? And they had to build it in the basement. Because it was the last available space. How do you do that? Aren't don't they have like people who work at hospitals helping build it? No. I don't know. I cannot say. What I do know is, people who have not worked in the lab mm-hmm. are more than likely the people who are building it. Building it. Building the hospitals and the lab. Forgotten. But there's, okay, so that it's just underfunded. There's no specific part about the job responsibilities that are your least favorite? Uh, let's see, job responsibilities. I personally don't like receiving specimens because it's so arduous. And then sometimes the nurses don't put the collection time and date on the specimen. Mm-hmm. And my, I'm of the opinion that they should come down and fix it. And this is probably this is going on YouTube. Probably going to be unpopular. Like, if you collected the sample and you didn't put the right date and time, Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to reject the sample. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, since I operate under the leadership of other people, I say, "Hey, what am I supposed to do in this situation?" And they tell me what I need to do, and I say, "Okay." Mm -hmm. My, I'm of the opinion that they, I should be at least having them come down to fix it themselves. But sometimes they're just like. So what do you no. do? You just call them. Well, you can call them, or some people are like, "Well, you just change the time, like you know, five minutes before you received it, five minutes before the order came in." But doesn't it matter when it yeah. was given to thank you? you? Thank you, thank you, <laughs> yeah. thank you. You're not even in it, and you said you would never do it, and you understand that. Thank you, thank you. Yes. Should I become one now? I think I'm qualified, right? Yeah, you could definitely do the IT side of it. Because that's struggling. They're IT, you know, I don't do IT. I have no idea what they're doing. Which is probably why it's the best job. Because then you can just make up a problem. Who else is going to know but an IT person? What and is, why would the what IT... What do you mean IT? What is IT about? Like it? information technology. Well, or I know informa- what IT yeah, yeah, yeah. is. Okay, right. All right. <laughs> so what, what do you mean? What about it? Like, how are they involved? Yeah. Okay, so like my software to like tell everybody electronically uh-huh. what the results are. That's basically how you're involved. So, like, how but the test is just ordered. Filling in like a bubble of what it is. You just type in "not pregnant" and then, no, or you type in whatever mm-hmm. B E T you said earlier. So B-E-T. that's you. I don't know. I thought you said pregnancy was B E T. Oh, beta HCG. Yeah. So that's the name of it. it well, <laughs> it's like a big. Wrong. It's a big. That's okay, dude. It's a big. One. <laughs> it's a big. We call it beta HCG. It's not even that. It's not even called it. It's called like, what is it called? Like beta human. Cryonic hormone. I can't even remember what it's I don't called. Know. Been oh, gonadotropin. Human cryonic gonadotropin. That's if you're. That's a pregnancy test. That's what it's testing for. Yeah, it's like the hormone that releases when the fetus is like in the mom. I think it's through the placenta or something. Interesting. Yeah. So you need IT people to work that to stuff. B- to, yeah, to basically build the code for the system that everybody uses to look at the medical record. 
or for the instrument, because I'm running most of these tests on instrument, very little things are done manually now, mm -hmm. which is like there's pros and cons to that. There's more pros, obviously, otherwise people wouldn't do it. But then the cons are the IT issues that you can run into, because mm -hmm. there's older systems that people will still use because it saves money. Because ultimately, what I've noticed in healthcare it, right now, it's come down to the almighty dollar. So it's, a lot of places have the idea that we're going to cut costs in areas where patients will not see the effects. Okay, because obviously it's all about like PR relations. Mm -hmm. So they'll cut costs in the lab. They'll give. They won't let lab have the latest and greatest. Okay, and that software that we use needs to be like helped updated frequently and looked into so that things can cross properly mm -hmm. so like it's run on the instrument it goes into like the ether and then crosses into whatever system the doctors and nurses uses mm -hmm. okay well it build the codes and the interface between the instrument and this, the electronic medical record system. Yeah. Yeah, so that's like what you could do. What is an uncommon fact about your industry? Uh, an uncommon fact? Oh, um, doctors and nurses do not run your lab tests. <laughs> <laughs> it's medical lab people who never talk to you. I guess that's fair. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, okay, so this is another thing. People's first impression of the lab is a phlebotomist because that's the person who's there collecting their blood or taking their urine sample or sometimes stool sample, okay? Mm -hmm. So they're like the face of the lab and then they don't see anything that happens behind the scene. Mm -hmm. So to them, it's just, oh, you took my blood and voila, there are my results. And it's not like that. The doctors and nurses are waiting for us to tell them mm -hmm like kind of how to proceed because let's say you're getting a medication and it's like nephrotoxic dangerous to your kidney mm -hmm. the doctor in theory should be waiting for the nurse if they're like in the hospital to collect the sample mm -hmm. send it to us and then we say is it a safe level or not and then pharmacy will review it and then recommend a new dose or not and then the doctor will proceed to like how to prescribe it so yeah, that's not really known. Like, nobody knows that. Mm. So that's why time is so important uh, mm -hmm. on the sample. Yeah. Because you don't want a sample that says a random time, and it's not the real time that the blood was drawn, because every drug has a half-life. So, like, while the patient's getting the drug, it's running through them and also deteriorating on its own at the same time. So do the doctors know how to interpret all of that, or they read what you write about So it? they know... So it depends, like most doctors are gonna know kind of the general stuff, mm -hmm. okay? And then we have like nice little notes in there too next to results sometimes because you cannot, it is literally impossible to know everything about every single lab test ever. It can't be done, that's why there's certain departments, mm -hmm. okay? So that's why you have pathologists who are doctors who work specifically in lab and that's their specialty their specialty is lab so you know let's say um you know when you get your um your pap smear sure you've never gotten a pap smear you want me to see sure this on you, video 
It's <laughs> dude. It's like you know, you go to the Opie Gyne, All women do it. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. So, <laughs> pathologist, you know, looks at um, the cervical cells. Okay. And identifies if there's any problems or whatever. Writes it up in a report for your um, OB guy to look at. They won't look at the pap smear. Some do. It just depends. But most of them send it to a pathologist because they're specially trained to always kind of look for that stuff. And they're more um, accustomed to, you know, knowing what stains to use to look at certain things, right? So they'll type up their nice reports and put it for your ob gyne to see. Your ob gyne will look at it, interpret it, and kind of put it in a digestible form for you to see and say, oh, okay, is this something I need to be concerned about or am I okay? Mm -hmm. And then if it is, how do we proceed if it's concerning? And then if it's not, when's the next time we need to see and what should we look out for in the future? That makes sense, I guess. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's just like little jobs that you wouldn't even think about other people like having. Like when I get my blood drawn at the doctors, mm -hmm. I think that those people are the ones like testing it and looking at it like i don't think that there's someone like you there <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah we're the invisible like you know part of the hospital and we get blamed for everything so what i've heard um is that sometimes when nurses like mess up the draw and we have to reject the specimen which for some reason they all think that we love doing that no it, like we care about the patient just as much as you just because we're not in front of them doesn't mean we care any less mm -hmm. so we'll have to reject the sample because we care about specimen integrity mm -hmm. like I can't report bad results to the doctor so if it's not collected right I have to say yo you got to recollect this all right and what I've heard from people who have come from you know like the the CNA side the nursing assistant side and they come to lab mm -hmm. they're like yeah you know we would use the excuse of oh lab needs more or you know uh, lab had an error with whatever, so we have to collect more. It's it kind of all fault. the blame gets placed <laughs> on the invisible people, which, I mean, it makes sense, mm -hmm. you know, but also at the same time, it's like, bro, come on. Well, what kind of things could be wrong? Like, if you don't have enough? Yeah, if you don't have enough or you collected it in the wrong container, you know. Like, let's say, okay, so... Why does it matter what container it's in? Yeah, so there's one container, it's a purple top, all right, mm -hmm. and it's called K-E-D-T-A which is basically just a fancy long word for an anticoagulant. Mm -hmm. Okay, now the way it works is it binds calcium, okay? And it also already has potassium in it, which is where the K comes from in the K-E-D-T-A. Oh, there's like stuff in them. Mm -hmm. They're not, oh. It's not just like a tube that's colored yeah. because we like colors. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, I guess another uncommon fact. Yeah, yeah. those stuff mean things. Mm -hmm. Like, I figured, like, the purple top is, like, for pee, and, like, other stuff is, like, like semen and stuff like that. But I didn't know that they have, like, certain chemicals inside of them that help get it tested. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Because you want, like, there are certain tests that look for certain things. So you don't want, you know, like, blood that clots, okay? Mm-hmm. You can't run that through an instrument that wants to look at all your blood cells because it's they're just all stuck together. They're not going to look at all your blood cells. Mm -hmm. It's just going to jam up the machine. So the KEDTA, which is a purple top, prevents the blood from clotting by binding calcium because EDTA will bind uh, calcium, and I think of the course, potassium is there. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so um, you know, your blood will just remain in that fluid state. So then you put it on the instrument, instrument, you know, does its special things, mm -hmm. looks at all the cells and says, hey, we think 
you know, that these are the cells and this prevalence and yada yada. Okay. How many different ones are there? If you had to like guesstimate. Oh, like, like tubes to collect. Yeah. A lot because there's so many different. No, like a number. I don't know a number <laughs> because okay, let's say well okay, a number. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like a there's a set that people normally get drawn. It's called a rainbow set. All right. There's a blue top. There's a red top. Okay. The blue top has an anticoagulant. Stop your blood from clotting. Okay. The red top lets your blood clot. There's a yellow top. Lets your blood clot. There's a green top that lets your blood clot. Now, there are multiple types of green tops. That's what I'm saying. It's like gets mm. complicated. There's, like, there's more than like one blue 100. top. There's like 30. Let's say 30. Because oh. there's also blood I culture tubes. There's also, I mean, it could be 100. I just don't. You don't work with them. Yeah. I just know that there's a lot. Yeah. Mm. There's ones that have like an acid in them so that it can select for certain metals. There's ones that are called metal-free, so where they get processed, the tubes themselves, where the tubes get processed, they have, you know, procedures in place to make sure that there's no trace elements mm -hmm. in these tubes. So you'll never find, like, because I think they run the blood when it's collected in that tube on what's called mass, um, mass spectrometry. Mm -hmm. And it basically just, like, scatters your blood and you know arranges it in like a what is it what would it be called like a band pattern and then the machine like looks for certain like I don't even know how to describe it it basically looks for certain metals mm -hmm. okay if your tube is contaminated with those trace metals then your results are going to be wrong. So, like, let's say copper. Your body has copper in it. Like, it uses copper. Very, very trace amount. Mm -hmm. Okay? But there, there could be copper in the air right now. It's just so insignificant that it doesn't matter. But mm -hmm. if I'm testing it on a machine that's going to look for copper, mm -hmm. I have to make sure there's no other copper in there. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, there's just a bunch of different tubes. Yeah. Because there's tests that are very very special and very very specific and there's some that just aren't like the red top it's just a tube with plastic yeah so what is the time frame like if i go get blood drawn and mm -hmm. they say we'll know your results in like five to seven days like is that accurate is it actually taking that long or are they just saying that to allow like buffer time in case the doctor doesn't have time to call me it's that it's buffer time for the doctor so typically this is what's going to happen Okay, you go in, you get your blood drawn, all right, because the doctor put in the order for you to get your blood drawn, mm -hmm. okay? Your blood gets drawn. Now, if it's in a hospital, it'll get run that day, okay? More than likely, unless it's a special test, it'll get run that day. But the doctor has other patients to see. Mm -hmm. So unless it's something that we call a critical value, where we'll call the doctor and say, this patient's in danger because they're whatever level is too high to be considered safe mm -hmm. okay then they'll get back to you quicker but if it's normal can i say that just to get it done quicker like oh i feel very like unhealthy no can you run my no, no. okay yeah and le like if you're feeling unhealthy truly then you'll go to the immediate care or the emergency room mm. what recommendations do you have for people coming in to get blood drawn 
Um, I would drink a lot of water, okay? Um, so don't drink coffee because that tends to like tighten up your veins a little bit. And then I would also try and just like stay warm. Even if you're like starting to get hot and you're like sweating a little bit, stay warm so that your veins and stuff are like, like filled. And like they, and they how rise many to the surface. hours beforehand? I mean, like you can do it like an hour beforehand. Stay warm. But the water drink stuff water. has to be done like oh. a few days before. So like consistently. A few days? Yeah, like drink water well. Okay, a few days before, so that you're hydrated, mm -hmm. and then uh, try and stay warm before you get your blood drawn. An hour before. Yeah, an hour before. Okay, wear short sleeves, and then wear a jacket that you can just unzip and take off. Yeah, and then if you really, really want to be proactive, if you regularly work out, your veins will be good and you probably won't have problems. There are rare, rare exceptions where people's veins are just very, very tiny, very, very small. But the they have more good veins. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, I should have a tourniquet, but like I'm i I'm pretty sure if I like put a tourniquet <laughs> there, the, yeah, that vein would show up. There you go. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, are there certain foods that people should avoid? No. But it, that's all your doctor is going to tell you stuff like that. Because some tests do require that you don't eat certain foods before. Some tests require that you eat no food at all before. It's, but your doctor will tell you that stuff. Okay. This question is not for me. Okay. Well, I'm asking it, but it's not for me because I don't do this. Yeah. Is there ways that like people could avoid drug testing, like showing up positive? I don't do drugs. That's not for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, not that I know of, I really don't know or look into that, but I know that if they're going to do like mass, um, spectrometry or can, pretty sure it's called, we just call it mass spec. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm pretty sure no matter what they're going to know, cause it detects, remember I was saying those trace elements. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It detects like trace elements of like anything. Mm -hmm. So if they're going to do that, you're just out of luck. But like, <laughs> you are. Um, I mean, honestly, I think the best thing to do is just not do the drug or get the drug that you need to take, like approved by your physician. That's what I honestly think. I don't think people do that. Yeah. Well, Definitely no, they don't. Not. But I mean, I don't know of any ways. Mm. Nor would I like... <laughs> advocate for those ways. I, I, I sincerely don't know. Because I've never, like, tried out Smart System. Mm. Yeah. Me neither. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, you haven't. No, yeah, I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. What advice would you give someone looking to be part of your field? Hmm. I would say... Um, this is a great field to do if you want a job out of college. Okay? And I'll say this to anybody who's thinking of going to college. Do not go to college if your degree does not directly transfer into a job. If you go there and you get an arts degree and you're not planning to like work for a firm that is going to guarantee hire you because you have an art degree, don't get your art degree. If you any degree 
do not get unless it transfers directly into a job. Medical lab science, guess what job I got? Medical lab science. science. That's right. Right out of it. And pretty much a lot of people in medical lab will get a job where they do their internship. So you do internship for about nine months, I think. Uh, Two semesters. You're going to get a job. So... What is one thing in your career that you, like your career path, that you are glad happened? Hmm. That I got into med school. I'm really glad about that. Okay, getting into med school. That's an accomplishment, yeah. though. Yeah. Congratulations. What is something you would have done differently in your career path? Something I would have done differently. Honestly, nothing, because I I got like a good amount of life experience. It took me a little bit, but that's okay. This is part of the path. Yeah. Okay, so I've wrapped up the question portion, mm-hmm. and I want to play a game now. Oh, okay. Um, but before that, do you have anything else you want to say about your career or about your um, position that I didn't ask you about or that you didn't already say? Um, no, I think we touched on like. Only go to college if you want to do professional <laughs> stuff. Okay. All right. Seriously. That is the main takeaway that you want people to know. Really? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. Not to get into your field of work, nothing like that. No, I mean, yeah, it, you'll get into it if you want to get into it. Mm. But don't do it if you just want a certificate. Don't do that. Yeah. Okay. Don't go to school if you don't need to. Yeah. So, I have Quizlet pulled up. Okay. And I'm just going to test you on stuff. Okay, sure. List two complications in finipuncture. I didn't know she talks. Yeah. Yeah, did you hear her, though? List two complications that happen in venipuncture? Yes. Okay. Uh, You miss the vein, or the vein collapses? Those aren't answers, are they? All right, well, I mean, uh, are are there options? Like A, B, C, D? It's just a list of things that could happen. And what you said was uh, not... A patient could pass out? Yeah, like that. Oh, okay, okay. So say patient to... could pass out. Mm-hmm. Or you could misidentify the patient. This says... What is that, by the way? Ven- venipuncture? Venipuncture. It's a fancy word of saying needle stick. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's like puncture vein is what it means. Mm-hmm. It says seizures... Nausea, vomiting, pain, oh, or okay, syncope. Okay, okay. Syncope. Syncope, passing out. Syncope, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Seizures, I, I don't know. Seizures. I will give that to you. I'll ask five questions, so that's you have one out of one right now. Oh, okay, cool. Thank you. List three to four tests done in chemistry. BHCG, like we talked about. It's a pregnancy one. No? It's not listed on okay, there, but fine. I mean, I'll give that one yeah. to you if you okay. can list. I mean, it's a hormone that's run on chemistry analyzers only. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, there's, you know what lactic acid is? Is that what makes you throw up? It's like a waste product of, um, what's it, uh, anaerobic metabolism. You're not getting these right. That's not listed on here either. <laughs> <laughs> Quizlet, the almighty Quizlet, oh my god. Um... Keep going, though. Okay. Then there's... 
my cholesterol panel is that on there? <laughs> no. I don't know what like what tests are run <laughs> in chemistry. <laughs> like what? Just like are they abbreviations? It's glucose. Okay. Drug testing. Protein. Albumin. Albumin. Albumin, which is a protein. Yeah. Vitamins. Okay. Yeah. B twelve and all that. And trig triglycerides. Let me see. What does it say? <laughs> Triglycerides, which are fats. You can't see that. So like cholesterol. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So two out of two. Thank you. List the three main constituents. Mm-hmm. Consti- did I say that? Constituents. Is it? I I don't. I need to have her read these. Okay. List the three main constituents in urine. Three main constituents in urine. WBC, RBC, and epithelial cells. What are these big words? No. Is that what it says? No. Does it say leukocytes? No. <laughs> okay, what does it say? You have to, like, dumb it down a little bit. Like, use, like, English and not scientific okay, words. Okay, white blood cells? No. Red blood cells? <laughs> no. Okay, what? All right, I don't know what it's asking. Three main <laughs> constituents in urine? What, like, water? Yes. Oh! Okay, water, protein, and cells. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. What does it say? Urea. Oh, okay. Water and creatine. You're kind of okay. bad at this. Right. I'm not giving that one to you. All right, I'll, I'll take so that So you one. have two out of three. All right, two out of three. <laughs> Maybe this one you get. There's right. three tests found on a urine dipstick. Leukocyte oh, esterase, nitrate, and bilirubin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It says pH and then protein, yeah. ketones, glucose, bil, bil, what bilirubin, bilirubin, mm-hmm. and nitrate. Okay. So three out of four. Why are these all about urine? Are you on just like a Quizlet that's just specifically for urine? No, I. It's medical lab science. Okay, do do a different. Don't, don't do another urine. Okay. Yeah, because there's so much more. <laughs> Um, list two to three conditions that would disqualify you as a blood donor. Oh, okay. So HIV. Like if you're positive <laughs> for HIV, you you're disqualified. Uh, hepatitis, you're disqualified, and that can be A or B if you have a current infection of hepatitis A. So I'm pretty sure we test that on donors too. All right, and then another one is syphilis. Okay, list other things besides diseases. Oh, too low of a hemoglobin. But I'm telling you, that's like one of the things. <laughs> it might be, but not yeah. what not according to Quizlet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> um, okay, so not diseases. No. What would dis like? What's a disease? No, they're that, not diseases. That disqualify you. Like, just things that disqualify you? Just things in general. Okay, getting a tattoo within, like, what is it, six months? Or being (laughs) the prison? Or... Being in prison? Yeah, if you're in prison... You can't be a blood donor? You cannot be a blood donor. Like, there's a certain amount of time. Because, okay, the infectivity, I think, of hepatitis is really high. Because sometimes, you know, you get shanked, and, like, those shanks aren't clean. Or... 
Uh, I think it's jail. If you spend more than 24 hours in jail or something, you can't donate. And the reason is because they, I think, make the presumption that you had like some type of relationship with a man while you're in there. Pretty sure. In 24 hours. Get more than 24 hours. I I think. Don't quote that on me. But I'm pretty sure. Because it's like, no one's going to really say. You know what I'm saying? Like, no one says what happens. The person might say, I know. Their chances are they won't say. Like, the fact that they even ask. Um, that could, that I did a whole presentation. Right, but they ask you the question, have you slept with other men within, like, ever, actually. Like, ever. And I think there's a certain amount of time where you cannot... It used to be, if you've ever slept with a man, you're not allowed to donate. used to be that way. And now it's like, if you haven't slept with a man for like six months or three months, I don't know, sometimes they change it. I did a, I did a whole presentation on like why um, the rules against um, donating blood, if you're a gay man, are not homophobic. They're not. It's, st- it's all about statistics and prevalence. And we found that those that population has the highest incidence and prevalence of HIV per any other demographic in the U.S. But and they only make up two percent. Before they become a donor, can't you just? You can test it. Okay. Yeah. Now, let's say we test it. Okay, your initial test comes up negative. Mm-hmm. When you're tracking HIV infection, you're supposed to test it three months. Your, your initial, right? Initial exposure. Three months and six months, okay, mm-hmm. to make sure that you actually don't have HIV. So let's say you have your initial exposure, all right, and the and you you're allowed to donate blood, mm-hmm. okay, and you say, hey, you know, yes, I do sleep with men. Hypothetical scenario where they allow gay men to donate blood. Uh, I think within less than six months, okay. Hypothetical. Mm-hmm. If you came in, or you know. Whatever gay man came in, initial exposure, donates blood, great intentions, okay, doesn't think he has uh, any infection, partner doesn't think he has any infection, donates the blood, it tests negative, then um, they dispense the blood product to a patient who needs it, Mm -hmm. okay? Patient gets tested again or starts displaying symptoms after donating blood then patient is found out to have HIV well yeah. you've just dispensed that blood product to you don't know how many people and it, then it becomes more difficult to track who received this person's blood it's exactly how HIV spread so rampantly throughout the US population and why children were getting it um, specifically hemophiliac children who need blood transfusions on a regular basis mm-hmm. that's when uh, the FDA and the CDC actually started taking it really, really serious. Because for a long time, pharmaceutical companies were just ignoring it. And they were like, oh, we don't want to do the testing. They weren't even doing testing. Because they were like, oh, it costs too much money. Until children started getting sick from HIV and dying of AIDS. That's crazy. Dude, it's all about money. So That's crazy. Yeah, so it's all about money. So that's why I think like the jail thing... Because mm-hmm. how many people are willing to like be like, yo, I was in jail and like this happened? Not many people, and that's fine. I I understand it. 
So to rule that out, they just go, yo, have you been in jail within so many months? And then the, you say yes or no. And then, oh, yes, you have. Okay, sorry, you can't donate blood yet. You know, why don't you wait? I think there's a certain time period. It's all available. Um, so after that time FDA. period, do they have to get tested for HIV? Uh, yeah, I mean, you should. <laughs> like, you know. But if they're in jail and they okay, know that like, nothing like, happened. Right, well then, okay, yeah. If you're in jail, you know nothing happened. And you were never, like, exposed to any bodily fluids that could potentially, like, transmit that to you. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. Like, just wait the amount of time. Because they're going to test your blood. But the point is, if they're testing your blood and you have been exposed, but you come up negative, you can still transmit the disease. Mm. Yeah. That wasn't an answer on here. I know, but that's... <laughs> that was interesting, Wait, since, since we went into that, yeah. <laughs> that was interesting. Um, do you have any more guesses of what the answers could be? Or are you just giving up? You got as the to diseases. why you cannot donate. I said yeah. tattoos, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's two. No, that's not listed on here. <laughs> you can't be a blood okay. donor if you have tattoos. No, or, oh, you with, said within after a, a certain amount of time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Matt Cow disease, right? No, no. Oh, more being diseases. being uh, being traveling outside of the U.S. within a certain time period. Is that one of them? <laughs> really? <laughs> Tell me the answers then, because this is, is what's going on. <laughs> weight, age, or temperature, or illness. <laughs> the things that qualify you or disqualify you? These are things that disqualify you. If you're, like, over a certain weight, I'm assuming? No, if you're under. If you're under a certain weight? Yeah. If you are a certain age? If you have a certain temperature? You can't be less than 16 to donate blood. There you go. And if you're 16, you need parental consent, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. That was the answer. Okay. That's- that's so like <laughs> like you know okay um list two to three methods to collect blood and phlebotomy 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 no what does it say to phlebotomy f or not p h l e b o m o t o m y let me see they didn't spell it right. They put phlebotomy. It should be there should be a B where that M is to say phlebotomy. So this probably is not a Let's <laughs> not do that and let's just ignore like That's why you're getting I like I wrong. like the question though. I like the question thing. That's really cool. That I'm asking you? Yeah, that's cool. Like, oh, <laughs> let's see how much you actually know about your job, you know, cuz you haven't been in school for so long. Yeah, I think it's Yeah, fine. that's that's cool. Okay. Physicians call this lab requesting the procedure for a patient who wishes to donate his own blood before his surgery. This Mm -hmm. type of donation is known as... Autogolus. Yes. It's like basically a self-donation. Yeah. I knew that. I can't say these words. PBT... Has just completed... Mm-hmm. No, we're not doing that one. Why not? Because I can't say these words. It's okay. You can show me the question. Okay. Um, you have to read it out loud. Okay, last question. Mm-hmm. I'll try to read it. Okay. PBT returns to lab with a specimen for cross-match or compatibility testing and delivers it to... 
Blood Bank? No. They drop off the specimen. Mm hmm. PBT returns to the lab with a specimen for cross match or compatibility testing mm -hmm. and delivers it to. The specimen. They deliver the specimen to. Who are they bringing it to? Should be Blood Bank. What's another word for that, maybe? Serology? No. It starts with an I. It's very long. The word is very oh, long. Oh, um. Starts with an I. Mm -hmm. Is it like immuno? Mm hmm. Okay, immunoserologic studies. No, that's so wrong. Alright, what, what's it called? It's this. Immunohematology? That's a matter of opinion. Hematology. I believe I you, it. but Quizlet says you're wrong. So I okay. think your final score, I'll give you four out of five. Okay. Even though I feel like that's not right. Yeah. But. And I did like a bunch <laughs> of extra questions that I did get right. I'll take the four out of five. That's okay. Fine. Should I say no, five no, out four, of seven? No, four out of five. Six out of seven? Does that make you feel better? When I'm rewatching this and editing it, I'll let you know how many questions it was. and Just so you know. Yeah, thank you. I got you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's all I have. Anything else you want to say? Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Young or Dumb. I hope you enjoyed the subject and learned something new. Make sure to follow my podcast for more interesting conversations. And remember, be happy and be chill.